Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Daniel Luria, the Executive Director of Ateret Konim from Yerushalayim for the third parsha of the year, Parshat Lech Lecha. And you shall go, go for yourself, go to yourself, go for yourself, go for your benefit. Lots of different explanations about uh, Avraham leaving Haran, Ur Kastim, uh, going to Eretz Israel, going to Canaan, or just going to the place that uh, God says to him, go, go to the place that I will show you. Leave your family, leave your birthplace. There's a specific order for all that society, birthplace, family, and go to the place that I am going to give you and your descendants and their descendants and everyone that comes to you because you'll be not a huge nation, but you'll be a great nation, a nation of priests that will have the land of Israel. And in this week's Pasha, we're finally seeing uh, for the first time, actually, um, the, the promise and the reality that's going to be mentioned a few times in the Torah about the borders of Eretz Israel. Uh, these people around the world that think they can tell us where is Eretz Israel, uh, that we're imperialists, that we're occupiers. It's very clear where is the land of Israel. Uh, it's also clear what is the heartland of Israel. I mean, the very first city that he goes to is Shechem. He talks about Beit El, Hebron. He's got a, a uh, there's Korbanot, there's a Mizbeach, which is built three times. I mean, uh, you don't need to be a genius to recognize that the Jewish people, starting with Abraham and then to Isaac, to Yitzchak and to Yaakov and then the 12 tribes, and nothing to do with any maidservant's child, that they're also allowed to be blessed. You know, not the Ishmaels and the Esavs of um, their descendants. They got blessed with other things. But Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel, the Yudav Shomron, everything that is defined very clearly where are the borders Maybe there's some disagreement about uh, the, the Prat, the Chidekel, and where exactly is the, is the Nile, or where exactly is the Nachal Mitzrayim. Okay, but very clearly, though, the land of Israel, it's understood that that is for Am Yisrael, given to Avraham and his week's Pasha. Not only do we have Aliyah, and maybe this is a good time, I can't think of any other Pasha where someone's making Aliyah. Of course, Yaakov comes back when he leaves for those few years, but uh, Avraham Avinu, this is the parsha that Nefesh Ben Nefesh uses in the Aliyah department. Uh, the first person to make Aliyah. There was no fanfare. There were no people to greet him at the airport. He just came on his uh, camels at the behest of God. That's the best Nefesh Ben Nefesh, when God himself is actually uh, on wings of eagles brought Avraham to the land of Israel. And that's when the love story basically starts. We've also got the, uh, another beautiful love story between Abraham and Sarah, the very unique relationship of the, uh, the biggest power couple in the world, the first one in a world where there maybe wasn't a great amount of love and understanding and hospitality or, uh, or thoughtfulness. Definitely not the belief in one God, because there were idols everywhere, the type of societies that existed around the Middle East and wherever the Jews or wherever the people were taken at that time. So Abraham brings a different concept. He brings the belief in one God. All three religions today, you know, ultimately emanate from this concept of the uh, the one God and all revere um, Abraham as uh, someone very unique, very special, so to Isara. Not an angel, of course. I mean, Rabbi Sachs and others uh, speaks about the fact that our forefathers um, had frailties, uh, you know, sinned and uh, did a few things that were wrong. Nothing is perfect. They're human beings that make mistakes. 
but uh, the greatness of these ones, of course, is that they understood them, uh, got over them, moved forward, moved on, understood, whatever it may be. You know, with from Avram to Moshe to David HaMelech and Shlomo HaMelech, even Sarah. Um, Ramban talks about the fact, for example, that uh, Avram Avinu shouldn't have gone down to, uh, to Mitzrayim. I mean, he's just been promised Eretz Yisrael and there's a bit of a famine, things are a bit tough. You don't go down. Well, 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 why did you leave? What, Hashem is not going to look after you? He's promised you. You're not gonna, it's not going to work. So there's uh, Ramban, I said, is one of the people. There are others that talk about the fact that maybe it wasn't the right thing to do and we got punished many years down the track as a result of it. But the, the idea is that uh, no one is perfect. Um, and the idea is to be able to elevate ourselves when we do things wrong, and even when we're tested, Avraham Avinu, we talk about uh, the 10 different tests, and maybe there's an argument, what are those 10 trials and tribulations and tests? It's a nisayon. Nisayon comes from the word nes, which is not only a miracle, but it's also uplifting, something up high, nes, uh, banner. Uh, you know, uh, every, every test is meant to uplift the person and make them a better, a stronger, and a more spiritual person. And for you know, if there's no pain, for example, there's no gain, as the uh, as the saying says. And Avram Avinu managed to get over everything one after the other. He learnt, he understood, and uh, through him, the nations of the world are are blessed. And we see that today. If the nations of the world that stick with Israel and bless Israel will ultimately be those nations who are blessed, and those who aren't are the cursed nations that will uh, ultimately be punished if they're not cursed and punished uh, uh, punished today. A beautiful parasha. Uh, we learn a lot about uh, belief in Hashem, the covenant, uh, the once again the borders of Israel, Brit Milah. I'm not going to go into white lies and uh, what Sarah did uh, in order to, for the sake of uh, Shalom Bayes and the sake of uh, husband and, and you know Pikuach Nefesh, those type of things uh, could take place. It really is a special parsha. Um, we don't have to go far uh, to realize, you know, uh, where is home. I think uh, we don't even need this week's parsha to realize that the land of Israel, the state of Israel today, is a huge bracha. It's a blessing, um, and we're part of an unfolding redemption process. Uh, sometimes people have to go far to realize that maybe the treasure, you know, is is right in our backyards. Uh, you don't have to travel this, the, the world to see, the, you know, where is there a beautiful country. The beautiful country is right here. Um, so I wish everyone to internalize the great messages of this week's parasha. Um, one day to make Aliyah, we've all got limitations, of course, but if you think halakhically, there's really only three reasons why someone apparently is only allowed to leave, for example, Israel, you know, to find a wife and... What, there's a shortage of women and beautiful women here in Israel? No, of course, there's uh, beauty throughout the whole of the land of Israel and easily can get married. Uh, for Torah, well, no one can tell me there's no institutes of Torah learning and yeshivot and mechinot and everything possible, that whatever you need in every single way it's taught, how it's taught, chassidim, mitnagdim, whatever you, learn, whatever you want, every yeshiva available here in Israel that the country has never seen, maybe ever, the amount of Torah learning which we've got today in, uh, in Israel. And the third one has to do with the Parnassa. Uh, the startup nation, there's no Parnassa here. There's Parnassa, okay. There's uh, the things that can be done. The Jewish mind, the Jewish intellect, uh, there is uh, ways to make money here. No one's saying you have to close up all your businesses there. You can be here and still maybe bring in money from there. But ultimately, uh, the economy here is, uh, is going to go from, uh, from great to even greater. And they're the only reasons that one can leave Israel. So... Um, I recommend highly to come and live in Israel. 
And for those who can't, uh, be a partner with the things that are taking place here in Israel, the things that are un- unfolding, especially today. I don't know how many of you read, and that's, uh, I'll just divert a little bit from the parasha. Um, you may have read about Lana. If you haven't read about Lana, it's, uh, then listen carefully. Uh, for some reason, the government or the municipality has approved the building of a small Arab neighbourhood in the north of, uh, in the north of uh, Yerushalayim, called Lana, only for Arabs. It's unbelievable. There's no discussions about you know making uh, Jewish neighbourhoods. Givat Hamatos has been held up for who knows how long. Uh, Netanyahu was scared to even have things discussed at the building commission. Uh, the no Israeli government for ages has uh, you know has allowed the building of big Jewish neighbourhoods in Yerushalayim. And yet this uh, neighbourhood is being approved. It's something that we should be concerned about. Um, on one hand, obviously, there are Arabs here and uh, they need to uh, understand that, uh, uh, that we are the reborn, that we are the sovereign in charge. Um, and maybe there's nothing wrong with uh, having Arabs, uh, um, you know, uh, live, obviously, in Yerushalayim, um, in different neighbourhoods. Um, but to have only Arab neighbourhoods approved when it's always so difficult to get uh, you know, anything approved from the Jewish side is just uh, not acceptable. Uh, we're hoping the Kidmatzion will be approved, God willing, it'll be lodged in the next few months. Uh, and that'll be a great news story. We'll be able to visit probably the most significant Jewish neighbourhood in Yerushalayim, in Kidmatzion, where we have today 10 families, and God willing, there'll be one time uh, 300 families on old Jewish property that was bought in the 1920s. Another time I'll tell you about it. So I wish everyone a Shabbat Shalom. We're in the month of uh, Cheshvan. We've started to ask here in Israel for, for Geshem. Although I don't believe that any month is a, is a bitter month. The fact that there's no Chagim, uh, we can make Chagim. We make Chagim by having festive occasions. We just had a Hechnasat Sefer Torah, thanks to the Berger family from Chicago. We have a Hechnasat Sefer Torah in Kfar Temanim. And uh, we can have other celebrations. Uh, let's make some rooftop playgrounds, a play area. I want to thank those people who have uh, already answered. We've got some major sponsors for a beautiful big area in, in the Shiloh Heights, a play area. Uh, we're up to about 70% of the actual cost of what it's going to be there because we want to put down some superficial grass. Also, if you want to be part of it, please be in touch with the Yerushalayim or the New York offices. There's rooftop playgrounds uh, to be done in the new buildings still. And of also, of course, a dedication of houses uh, and apartments. If anyone wants to be involved in investments, and that's another story altogether, that we only speak with the Teret Konim in Israel. Investments, there are things available if you want to own a piece of the rock. The rock that, uh, that everyone uh, desires, but it only belongs to one people, and that's the Jewish people. We're not better than the rest of the world, but we are differently different. We have a special spiritual and religious uh, responsibilities and obligations in life and we'll be a light to the nation as God wants us to be. Shabbat Shalom from the heart of Yerushalayim to the rest of the world. Ki Torah udvar Hashem Yerushalayim.